0: There was only one major problem with trying to save the world, Sophie Davis decided as she stuffed half a blueberry muffin in her mouth. No one wanted her help. The kitchen at Stonegate Farm was deserted, and Sophie perched on one of the stools, hiking her flowing chintz skirt around her legs as she devoured the rest of the muffin. No mean feat since it was one of those wickedly oversized ones with enough fat to clog the arteries of a family of four. She was a firm believer in the tenet that calories consumed in private didn't count. There had been three muffins left from breakfast. She reached for the second one. It wasn't as if anyone else wanted them. Her mother, Grace, barely ate enough to keep alive, and when her half-sister, Marty, finally dragged herself out into the daylight, she'd refuse everything but coffee and cigarettes. Sophie could sympathize with the cigarettes— She'd given them up four months ago, and in return she'd added fifteen pounds to her already generous frame. And she never spent a day without thinking longingly of one last smoke. She broke the second muffin in half, putting the rest back on the English stoneware plate in the vain hope she wouldn't succumb to temptation. Sugar and butter were an entirely satisfactory substitute for nicotine— But unfortunately, she could see what they were doing to her body. The cigarettes had been turning her lungs black, but no one was looking at her lungs. If she kept on at this rate, she'd be out of size 12s before long and into 14s. She took the second half of the muffin and shoved it into her mouth. She needed to get her life back under control. The first year of a new business was always bound to be a bit shaky but Stonegate Farm was the perfect location for a country inn, and Sophie had energy and enthusiasm to spare. For years, most of her decorating and baking had been only in theory, research for the syndicated column she wrote while she lived in a small apartment in New York. Marty called her the poor woman's Martha Stewart, which Sophie would have taken as a compliment if Marty hadn't been sneering when she said it. And now she had this early 19th century farmhouse on the edge of the northeast kingdom of Vermont, a dream location for a dream profession. It was a huge, rambling old house with half a dozen bedrooms and an extra wing off the back that might be salvaged and eventually turned into even more guest rooms. Everything had seemed so simple when she'd mortgaged her life and her soul to bring Marty and Grace up here. Not that Grace was particularly thrilled. She'd never been the bucolic type, but her last bout with breast cancer had left her surprisingly weak. And for the first time, she admitted she needed help. She'd accompanied them, reluctantly, insisting that as soon as she regained her strength, she'd be off on her endless travels. Four months later, Sophie knew she wasn't going anywhere. This time, it wasn't the cancer— As far as she could tell, Grace had made it through this second reoccurrence with flying colors, but in the past few months, her mother had gotten more and more forgetful. Grace had never been much of a deep thinker. Marty and Sophie's mutual father had called her Spacey Gracie with equal parts malice and affection, but her current situation was serious enough that Sophie had gotten worried. Not that there was anything she could do about it. Doc had been her best friend and confidant since she arrived there, and he'd basically shaken his head. I don't know whether she's having tiny strokes or if it's early-onset Alzheimer's disease, he'd said. Grace had flatly refused to go into the hospital for testing, and Doc had told her there'd be time enough if things progressed.